Welcome to Season 3 of the Fall Guys Podcast, where we continue to document the stories of those who have made Wisconsin football what it is. My name is Tom Yashinsky of Onalaska High School, and my co-host is Matt Kimmis from DeForest. Thank you for joining us. If you want to be more efficient at your practice, get more reps, and practice at a faster pace, talk to me about GoRoute. GoRoutes are devices worn on a belt during practice that allows a coach on a phone to send the play to the scout team instantaneously, allowing them to run many more plays at a higher tempo without ever having to go back to a huddle. If you want to get more of your practice, talk to me about GoRoute, an official sponsor of the Fall Guys podcast. Welcome on this week's episode of the WFCA Fall Guys podcast. We talk to 2022 state champion coach and Packers coach of the year, Andrew Selgrad from Columbus. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Tell us about your football journey. How'd you find yourself at Columbus? Oh, thanks for having me. Um, now my journey started when I was 20 years old. I was a freshman football coach at St. Mary Springs, where I actually played high school football under Bob Highland. And he gave me my first opportunity to coach. And then a few years later, I got to be the varsity DB coach and wide receiver. And from there, went to North Fond du Lac as a DC and then to uh, Fond du Lac High School uh, with Mike and Avok. Um, and then was able to coach under Coach Jorgensen, both of them, Stephen and Jorgie. And then after the 21 season, that spring season, I saw Columbus was open. You know, I thought about being a head coach, you know, especially when I was younger. But as I got older, I was, I was pretty happy just coaching football. But, you know, I know Columbus. It was a small school and it's something if I was to be a head coach, that's where I wanted to be. And so I just threw my resume at him just to see what happened. And uh, lo and behold, they said, yeah, let's let's make this happen. Coach, you've listed off some uh, some pretty good coaches there, from Coach Highland, obviously up up through the ranks, and then and then both Jorgensons, like you said. Were there any any other folks along the way that kind of helped mentor you or have steered your path somewhat? Well, I definitely say my dad, my dad, who's my offensive coordinator with me right now, which is actually a very special thing because family is really important to me. Um, but he he was a, a person I looked up to when he was a head coach. Um, when he was a young man at Lena High School, uh, I was on the sidelines there, you know, running after footballs, jumping on pads, just typical kid stuff. And, you know, I got to be around the game and it was just a really cool experience and I really fell in love with it. I was just drawing plays up for my dad, things like that, you know, things that a kid would do saying, Hey, can you run this in a game and so on. And you know, after my playing career, I knew I wasn't going to go play big time football or anything. And, you know, I, I knew I wanted to coach and coach Highland actually wrote me a letter, uh, my spring semester of my senior year saying, if you ever want to coach, I'd be happy to have you on, on my staff. And lo and behold, he gave me an opportunity to coach with them. And, and that meant a lot, you know, here's a guy who's, who knows the game has been successful for a lot of years and, and somebody also looked up to, you know, giving me a shot. So that mattered a lot. And, and, you know, the coaches I named, you know, Georgie and that man is, he's not just a coach. He's a mentor. He's somebody that wants his coaches to succeed. And one of the first things he said to us when he took over the job at Fondy was, I want you guys to do your job, be an expert in your field. Uh, I, I'm depending on you. I'm not a micromanager. And that's something that really stuck with me. And that's something personally I've, 
I brought with me to Columbus. So, you know, Steven, fantastic coach as well. He, he, I consider him a really good friend of mine. Um, Mike and Avok, you know, he gave me a shot at Fondy, another brilliant mind as well. And, you know, he's a guy I can just call and say, hey, you know, what did you learn when you were first the head coach? And he's been there every step of the way, just giving me advice and guidance. And, you know, it's the great thing about this game, especially like the WFCA, the coaches in this in this state want to help each other. And that bond is really important. And so, you know, I can just pick up the phone and call any of them and they'll 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 answer and they'll help in any way they can. So that's what I really appreciate about it. And that bond and that fellowship that we have is is, is unbelievable and irreplaceable. There's there's quite a few wins there, even even after you take out Coach Highland and the a million that he has. There's quite <laughs> a few, you know, when you talk about uh, Coach Jorgensen and you talk about Coach Kanevak and and just I mean, there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of experience, and I think there's there's something to be said for being on a staff with guys like that where you you can learn, and, and I think sometimes people want to be head coaches too soon. Um, but sometimes when you can, when you can sit and learn, uh, it makes you a lot, a, a lot more ready, you know, like, cause your first head coaching job and, and you're, you're at state the second year. That's not a, that's not a common thing for people to find them, themselves in a situation like that, but, but you were patient and taking one and, and, and you soaked up all that experience. So I think that speaks a lot to, to sometimes being patient and finding the right spot and, and learning as long as you can. It's kind of like that old debate, you know, when you draft a quarterback, do you let him sit behind a quarterback to learn or do you throw him to the fire right away? And I was fortunate enough to sit behind some really good quarterbacks and these coaches and I wouldn't change a thing. You know, young me was, you know, uh, <laughs> full of it and in in, in, in cocksure. But, you know, as time went on, you, you just grow to appreciate the fact that you get to coach. And once you embrace that and, and enjoy the ride and learn, learning is so important. If you don't learn, you're not going to be able to coach and you're not going to give your best to your kids. And that's just, you know, not what you want to do. Coach, you guys had a special year ending at Camp Randall. Um, and at what point did you know it was going to be a special season? I think sometimes this question, you know, you might look and go, well, we knew a couple of years ago because we knew we had this group coming. But for you, it was only your second year there. So it's yeah. a little bit different situation. When, when did you know that that you really had a chance this year for it to be a special year? Honestly, as soon as that clock hit zero against Catholic Memorial Level 4 the year previous, uh, we knew. We knew. And we knew if we put in the work, put in the effort in the weight room, we knew we had some work to do there. Uh, you know, a, a talented team like CMH – who is strong, fast, and physical, you got to match that and you can't back down. And so when we realized that that year in level four, that, Hey, we could play with them, that we just need to do some more work to match that intensity that they bring every time. And so, you know, our message to our kids, as soon as that, that season ended is, Hey, wait room time, we're going to put in the work and the effort because we're going to have something special in front of us. And I knew right away that if we put in that work as coaches, as players, that this was going to be a special season. So, and that's something I've kind of picked up from, you know, like a coach Highland or coach Jorgensen, you know, you prepare for that state game. You go into a season 
thinking you're going to make it to state. It's not an arrogance thing. It's just an expectation thing. You want to prepare like every game is going to be for state. And that was one of the message I gave to the kids right before we played that game is that we've played this game 13 times this season. You may not have realized it, but as coaches, we're preparing you for this game 13 times. We put the pressure on you. And that's what's important. You got to make every game important. So that way, once you get to state, it's just another game. So, you know, we, we knew that this team had it and we just had to make sure as coaches, we got it out of them. That's awesome to hear, Coach. It's really, really neat to have that foresight, right, and to, and to work up to it. Um, I, I think back to our year in 19, the year before we lost by three to Wanaki in the playoffs, and and I distinctively remember talking to our quarterback um, like November. It was it was maybe a week or two after uh, the state championship in 18, and he and I were just texting back and forth and kind of set some goals. Um, you know, and looking back at that, they were lofty goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we achieved all but one of those um, going into that, you know, 19 season when you got a chance to look back. And so, you know, it, it is really, really cool um, to have that foresight to plan for it and then work that plan. Yes, absolutely. And and I like that, you know, you, you played Catholic Memorial in, in 21. And, you know, I'm sure that at that point, your kids and your staff, they, they, they weren't starstruck. You weren't you weren't scared of them. I know a lot of people, you, you see Catholic Memorial and they got a couple SEC kids and they're a really good program. Yeah. Um, and, and there's, there's games they win when they get off the bus. Um, yeah. But, but your kids were, were at a spot where it was like, all right, we've been here. We've seen this. We're okay. You know, we were in a similar spot in 21 where Rice Lake has been the team that's always knocked us out of the playoffs. And, and they, and they, they kicked us around pretty good in 21. They, it was 42 to seven. The score maybe wasn't, indicative of how the game went, but that's what it, how it ended up. And, and our kids at the end of that game said, we want them next year. It wasn't, it wasn't, we don't want these guys. We want to find a way in, in the seating to avoid these guys. It was, yeah. it was, we're going to put the work in and we're going to find a way to get through these guys because our season's not validated without doing that. Correct. So, you know, kind of like with you guys in Catholic Memorial, like let's, we want the rematch. And the bracket was set up very nicely, and I think almost intentionally to get that rematch, which I'm fine with because hey, I'm going down to the games. I want to see the good ones. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing too. F all off season, the kids said the same thing. They said we want them. You know, we we're two kids away from being D five. Nobody wanted that. We wanted to be D four, and so especially when you're working hard for that goal, you know, you want to challenge yourself to be the best. You got to beat the best and Catholic Memorial. They're one of the premier programs in the state, you know, Bill Young, he's a legend. He does a really good job putting his players in a good position. So we wanted to be able to go toe to toe with them and see what we're made out of. And so that's how we approach the off season going into the season. You know, we always had that goal in mind. And once it finally arrived, it was actually you know, it wasn't even a real stressful week of practice. We knew what we had to do. It's just time to go. So it was more anxious. Let's get it going. Yep. Speaking of that coach and kind of pivoting a little bit here, you you were named Packers coach of the year, obviously after defeating CM who won, you know, the three straight. What does that honor mean to you, right? So many talented coaches in the state. Every year there's there's a number of teams that get to win state, but but you're the guy this year. Tell us how that felt. Well, you know, it, it, I'm a man of faith. And so it's been a real blessing from God to be able to put in this position. And it was, 
you know, all glory to him. So that's, that's first and foremost. Uh, it, it's, it's really, when I got that call, um, it was very humbling because that honor is from your peers, from the coaches around the state that said, yeah, you deserve this. And, and, and it's really not just indicative. I don't want it to be just about me. I want it to be about my coaching staff because without them, this wouldn't even be possible. The fact that every single one of them put in all the time, the effort, watching film, uh, getting better as a coach, looking at different drills, um, making every meeting, sacrificing, you know, throughout the fall to make this happen. It's really indicative of their hard work and it's indicative of how hard our kids work. So for me, it's like a culmination of all those things put together, just representative of our team as a whole. So it was very humbling and, and it's a very, you know, I felt very honored by it. So it, it meant more than words probably can describe because again, it's your peers saying, you guys were the best. Coach, talking about your program, what, what makes Columbus football special? What do you guys do that separates you um, or helps build a championship culture? Maybe what are those traditions that, that you guys have that just makes it a special program to be a part of? You know what makes us, this, this team special? This, these kids love each other. They love coming to practice. They love playing the game. And I, I guarantee you, if somebody would have said, okay, you got four more games to play, they would all signed up and said, absolutely, let's get it going. You know, if, if you come to one of our practice, some might say we're, we're loose, you know. We're, our kids are having fun. They're having fun being together. And that's what makes us different, makes us special, at least in my mind, is that these kids actually enjoy playing the game together. And so it's a, it's a cultural thing for us. Uh, a weight room culture is really big at, at Columbus. We got a lot of kids in the weight room. Um, we're, we're trying to make that, you know, available for all kids uh, in all sports. So because we do share a lot of kids and a lot of athletes, we want to make them all better. And that weight room culture has been huge and they really have bought into it. You know, one thing I learned at all my stops is that if you're, you don't have a good weight program, you're going to struggle. And so building that culture of loving to lift and being able to, you know, pay now to earn later, that's a huge thing. You know, today in, in society, everything is instant gratification. Well, if you're working hard in the weight room, it's delayed gratification. You know, you, you work that December, the year previous to hopefully play in November, almost a year later. And it's that delay, delayed gratification and embracing that, that really makes things special. Yeah, I love the thing I always loved about the weight room, right? Is that it, it's the one place that the gains are always paid back out, right? The work that you put in, you're absolutely going to get out of it. You can see yourself getting better along the way. And I think that's big for kids because, you know, there's there's only so many starting spots on the field. And sometimes the weight room is a pathway to one of those. Um, but along the way, you're going to see, you know, those, those the fruits of that hard work, right? Coach Sograd, what would you say is your greatest football memory that has nothing to do with wins or losses? Greatest memory. Honestly, it's being on the sideline with my dad. It really is. Um, throwing the football with the, those older high school football players when you're seven years old, it's like every boy's dream, you know, and just being around the game, you know, just seeing how they all interact and just, 
it's it's interesting because I see my own son. He he he's with us on the sideline, and you know I see the way our football players treat him, and that's the way I was treated, and that that's a special thing. It really is, and it, when it becomes a family affair, that just makes it even better. You know, that's something I saw with the Jorgensons. You know, at one point there's four Jorgensons at Fond du Lac High School. And it was neat seeing how they interact with each other around this game of football. And you could see how close they were as a family. And I, that's why I love this game. It's a family game. And so, you know, those would be the special memories. Coach, what coach team coordinator has been the most fun to play against or the biggest challenge or, or that one that you looked forward to on a regular basis? Uh, I'm going to say two. And the first one is from when I was coaching at Fond du Lac, and that would be Steve Jones. Uh, Steve Jones, he's just, that guy is so good at what he does. And every year at Fondy, it was a war. You know, it was us, Fondy, Kimberly. It was a big game regardless, you know, of record. And so some years we played him two times. And there were, there's one time we played him three times in less than a year. And so every time you played him, you knew you're going to get his best. And we try to give him our best too. So going against him and, and Verstegen, who was his old line coach, those guys can coach. They know football. And it was always fun. It was always a challenge. You know, our whole defense at Fond du Lac and the one I brought to Columbus was structured at trying to stop them. So we tried to take every scenario we could to try and stop Kimberly. And, you know, we had some success with that. So if you can stop them, you can stop just about anybody in the state. You know, and of course, there's Bill Young. You know, uh, he's he's somebody that as a Springs kid, I knew him. You know, and then now as a head coach here, facing him twice, you know, he, he's a legend. And, and that guy, the energy and the passion he brings to the game, even after how long he's been coaching, is unbelievable. I'm, I'm hoping that when I'm, you know, that age, that I can have that same amount of energy and passion that he does. So, you know, going against those two gentlemen has been uh, uh, just as equally important as being under the coaches that I've been with. I think I lost more games my first year as a head coach than those two have in their careers combined. You know, you, you talk about, we talk about how many wins with the guys that you've had experience with. Think about the, like those two that you just named. And I think, I think coach Jones lost six games total in his yeah. career yeah. And, and, and coach young, uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't find himself on the wrong side of very many either. So, I mean, that, that those are two uh, just, and, and they make you better, right. When you play Absolutely. against teams like that, they yes. make you better, uh, and that's that's what that's what helps build a program. Is when you fight, you learn, you get one on them, you learn from it, and then you keep on, you know, you keep on building from there. Those are monumental turning points, I think, for programs when you can beat a team like that because they don't lose very often. No. Um, it's something you can really build off of. I think Matt knows that from you know when you can get Wanaki, same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, going against those guys is just, you know, you want to go against teams like that. That's how you get better. Yeah, we definitely, uh, we missed coach Jones, but we caught Kimberly this year and, and uh, got taught a lesson early on in the season. So coach, if we come into town for a game, where are you recommending we stop and eat? I used to live in fall river from 2007 to 2009. So, you know, I've, I've been out to eat a few times in Columbus, but times changed. Places close, new places open up. What's the best best hole-in-the-wall place in town in Columbus to get some food? You know, I don't know if there's a bad place to go to, honestly. You know, the country club's got really good food. 
Uh, they got good pizza. You wouldn't think that, but they do. Uh, the bowling alley, freshly a brand new bowling alley just reopened, which is exciting for the community because, you know, it's been closed for mm, three, four years now. And they've got really good food, too. Uh, the Old Rock, heading out of town. James Street Pizza, it's a, another favorite of mine. Uh, my dad, he's got this tradition before every home game. And I didn't know this because until my coach, my other assistant coach said this, he eats at Apple Tree, which is right on the way to the high school. And he gets breakfast every game, pregame. And so I always ask, well, where's my dad? He's late. You know, I'm a guy who's like two hours early kind of guy. He's there about 15 minutes before kickoff type of thing. Where, where is he? Oh, he's eating at, he's eating at Apple Tree. What, what do you mean? No, he's eating breakfast <laughs> every week. And he said, if he didn't eat there, we're going to lose. So I was like, keep going there, keep eating it, enjoy the food. So, uh, and they've got really good food on top of it. But, you know, the town tap is also really good. Uh, tequilas, honestly, you can't pick a place and be disappointed. Awesome. I, I survive off uh, a, a quick trip Snickers bar before <laughs> the game. I can't, I, I, I cannot eat a meal. I eat no. at about 11 o'clock on Friday. And then I don't eat again until about 11 o'clock PM. Like I, my stomach cannot handle a, a meal before the game like that. There's no way I'd make it. I'm about ready to pass out usually by about six 45, just nerves getting to me and kickoffs about the most calming time of the night when we can finally just play a game and get away from all the, the, the lead up stuff to it. I hate that part. I hate, I always tell people, I said, I hate pregame pregames for my assistant coaches. I really don't want anybody to talk to me until uh, until seven o'clock and the ball's kicked off and the and the headset's on. I'm with you 100. percent I'm the same way. You know, my wife always says you probably should eat something. I said no, I probably shouldn't because I'll probably throw it up. Coach, final question: What's one piece of advice you have for the coaches out there that that you know want to take a similar path to what you have or want to be where you are now? Stay humble. Stay patient learn everything you can. You know, there's one piece of advice I got at a, a glacier clinic in Chicago years ago. Um, and this coach said, it's not always as green as you think on the other side. So be content with where you're at. And if you're supposed to move on to be a head coach, your time will come. You just got to be patient and you got to learn what you can. You know, like I said before, being under these head coaches for all this time is helped mold this situation we have at Columbus. And I wouldn't change a thing. Now, if you would have said this, you know, to 24-year-old me, that you're going to have to wait 20 years to be a head coach, I probably wouldn't have been so happy. But I am. And I couldn't be any more blessed than I've been to be able to learn from all these great coaches and the, and the relationships that you form along the way, you know, enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride. Your time will come. Awesome coach. We appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's been fun. Um, good luck this off season and, and keep, you know, I know you guys got quite the squad coming back next year and you guys are looking to continue to build on the success that you've had. Um, and congrats again on on the the award as Packers Coach of the Year. I know that that's that's an award that that really represents the entire program. Uh, it's 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 never an individual thing. One guy gets the one guy gets the title, but I think everybody that gets that title knows 
how much that means to the entire program. Um, congratulations, and we look forward to seeing you at the clinic here in about a month. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Congrats again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the WFCA Fall Guys podcast. Please join us again for our next episode.